Hello and welcome to Making Michaela. I'm your host, Michaela Lacey, a 19-year-old marketing student, marketing intern, content creator, and to be completely transparent, a part-time server. My mission is to help women from just out of high school to their late 20s navigate growing up. I'll be sharing perspectives from experts, friends, and myself in topics ranging from wellness and skincare to networking, manifestation, and finding your career path. All to help you and me build our best aligned lives. Because growing up hard. I am so excited for this podcast to bring some sort of value to your journey, and if it does, please don't forget to rate and review the show. Hello, and welcome back to Making Michaela. Today's episode is a solo, and it is about how to make sure that we are staying educated and ambitious girlies. It can be hard to think of ways to stay ahead of our competition, and it's sad that we even have to think of things to stay ahead, but in this day and age, there are just so many people who want the same job, internship and opportunities as us and we do have to do some work to show that we are truly the best option. I would like to give a quick credit to Drew Townsell or at the Drew Diaries on TikTok. She is so intelligent and creative and her videos have given me so many creative ways to stay ahead so definitely go check her out as she is an absolute expert in this field and I would love to have her on the pod one day but she will be linked in the show notes below. So we are going to be talking today about overly ambitious activities and these are things that we can do once a week maybe on a Monday or on a Sunday after we've done our Sunday reset and it just puts you ahead of the curve, gets you ahead of the competition a little bit, gives you something creative to show. It will help you research your career so that you understand what you want to be doing in life and that you're not doing all this work for a wrong career that you don't even want to pursue. So we are going to just dive right into all of the different activities that you can do starting this week, maybe even today. Our first activity is doing career research via LinkedIn. This is important because it is valuable to know who the people are in the places that we want to be. To do this, you're going to search the company you want to work for on LinkedIn and go to the people section and then go to the keyword filter and search the position that you want to be in. Once you find these people, you can look at where they went to school, what degree they got, past companies and positions they worked in, past internships, etc. This will help you see a clear path path of exactly what you need to do to get the position you are desiring, although I'm sure you can get there many other ways, but this can just help give you a little outline. And you can also find many different people and compare their outlines, how they got their different paths and different ways to get there. You can also try to connect with these people and you may or may not be successful depending on how high up you are aiming. And you can ask them to have a chat over coffee This can be helpful because you can then find out their experience with the company and if it's actually somewhere that's best for you. You may talk with this person and they say it's the best company ever and the benefits and amenities are amazing or they may say run, the higher-ups suck, they give out false promises, whatever, and this can help you from potentially aspiring to be somewhere that is actually not where you want to be because why would we be doing all of this work and getting a degree for a path that we don't actually want to stay on? So that is a good first step and first activity to do so that you can make sure that the rest of the activities are actually aligned to what you want to be doing. I know that I'm completely guilty of stalking people on LinkedIn and seeing their experiences and what they've done. And it's also just really interesting and it's pretty fun to do. So if you're a little bit nosy, you might like it. Our next activity is doing a career-oriented independent study project. 
So when you're getting an entry-level job, maybe as a post-grad, it can be difficult because there's tons of competition and you may have no past experience in the industry that you're not going into. This is going to help you put something on your resume that shows that you have extensively researched the job that you want. This does not only show that you do have some sort of experience dealing with the industry, but that you're passionate about the job and even perform it in your spare time. You are going to go into whatever presentation application you use, I'm a Canva girl forever, and put something together that showcases your knowledge in the space. For example, if you are wanting to be an influencer marketing coordinator, such as myself, you can make a presentation comparing an up-and-coming influencer to an OG influencer. You can compare their statistics like engagement, which platforms they perform best on, past partnerships they've had, and then calculate the maximum rate you'll pay each influencer for one reel to require an ROI of 10% on a fake campaign that you totally just made up, like say a new Jazoo lip oil, for example. And this will show that you understand how to read statistics, that you can organize the pros and cons of influencers from different generations, that you can make assumptions on a reasonable rate, and that you can maximize a budget to hit ROI goals. You can take that example and apply it to whatever industry that you're wanting to go into. I know that that might not directly correlate to some people's industry, but You can also totally look up independent study projects and get some inspo as well. A lot of people will do projects like this when they're in the process of getting their degree and it is always great to keep those projects on file, even update them if you learned new information later on. Always use it as something in your resume, as something to show that you did this project and that was technically a job and that's experience and you know about the industry. Yeah, so keep that on file, of course, but if you are not in the process of getting your degree and you will not be doing projects such as these, then it is definitely good to go ahead and start on this and give yourself a leg up while you're competing with people that do have degrees. Our next activity is to find a business publication or newsletter to consistently read about the career of your dreams. I think that many of us may feel like we don't really know about the actual world of the career that we want, but it's important to understand it and know the current news. I am the type of person that never knows what's going on. I find out current news after all of my friends and I'm always confused how I never encounter the news anywhere. So this is extremely helpful for me. We are going to research online publications about our career path and subscribe to them. For fashion, this could be Vogue Business. For music, it could be Rolling Stone or Billboard. For finance, it could be like things like Wall Street Journal, politics, whatever side you're on trust me, you could find one. Then I want you to read an article every weekday morning. They're usually super short and it's easy to fit into your routine. And if you love the career path, then it should be genuinely interesting to you. And reading is good for the mind anyway. So that's very good to fit into your morning routine as something that helps you out a bit and it keeps you up to date. So you're constantly aware of the things going on in your industry, because that is really important, especially whenever people are hiring you and you can use terms and common knowledge and current news. It'll make it seem like you're a lot more aware and experienced and knowledgeable about the industry than maybe who your competitor is that is competing against you to get the job. Our next activity is making a personal brand deck. As a young professional, you should have certain values or a mission that you always refer to when making decisions. Again, we're going to make this as a presentation in Canva. Of course, make it to your personal aesthetic. 
I am a girl that loves minimal and I also love baby pink. So I kind of put that in everything. I even have my name on my resume and certain aspects of it. Uh, my favorite color, which is baby pink. I kind of have like a shade that I have saved on Canva as my quote brand color because making your personal brand is important to who you are and it makes you so unique compared to other young people that probably just are not doing that yet. I even have a certain font that's kind of different for my name on my resume. Um, of course, the actual information on the resume is very readable and visible in a normal font, but I think that it also depends on your industry. Of course, for somebody such as myself wanting to go into marketing and specifically the more creative side of marketing, it can be important to match your resume to the industry. And having a more creative resume will show who you are as a person and that that is your personality to be creative. And it kind of just ties in. But if you're, of course, doing something like finance, then I would say going the traditional route makes the most sense. So kind of judge where that is for you, depending on what you're doing. But for this personal brand you are going to go into Canva and you're going to write your elevator pitch on the first slide. If you don't know what that is, it's basically what you would say about yourself to someone you want to network with if you only had the time of an elevator to ride together. On the next slide, you're going to put your longer, more compelling story so that you can understand the storyline of your career this far and it will give you a chance to actually tell your deeper story because a lot of time in networking, we just don't have the time to do that. We're trying to talk to everybody. So that will give you a chance to finally do that. Next, you can write out slide by slide your past experiences. This can be interning, jobs, or projects such as the independent study and write out three things you learned on each slide so that you have a quick reference of where you learned what. On the next slide, you're going to put your four core values. This can be creativity, collaboration, loyalty, transparency, whatever it is to you. And on that last slide, you can list out your career bucket list goals. This is going to help you get clear on you as a professional and can also be shown when applying as a reference to who you are, your experience, and your ambitions because sometimes we can get a little bit lost in what we're actually wanting and where we're actually wanting to go because we're just so busy. So this can kind of help you pinpoint the things that you're wanting and I think that the career bucket list is also super fun because it really gets you excited about your career if you're doing research on the things that you actually want to achieve. It's super exciting to write out all of your goals and your bucket list of what you want to do and it's it can just be really fun if you have a career that you're excited about, of course. Another thing that is, of course, worth doing is figuring out where you want to go. If you're doing all this work on securing a job or internship in an industry that doesn't actually fit you is completely pointless. So I think it's important to always do some inner work and questioning on what it is that you want out of this career or job, as well as what you're expecting so that you're not wasting your time. You can ask yourself questions like, what are my inherent soft skills? What hard skills have I developed? What do I value within a workplace? Do I want to work remote or in person, etc.? You can journal this. You can just think about it. I like to go on some silent walks and think about it and just think about things in general as like a form of meditation, a form of clearing your mind. So that's a great way to also figure out what you're wanting. And then once you get clear on that, research what hard and soft skills are needed within your position 
that you're trying to go for and see if they align. If they don't, ask yourself if you're willing to learn these skills. And don't be scared off by skills like being proficient in Excel or some application. LinkedIn has in-app small courses that teach you how to use most applications and even provide you with the certificate when you complete it. So that's nice to have to prove that is a skill that you have and it's really easy. So don't get worried about things like that. But I would say more of core values that don't align are bigger issues and bigger red flags that I would watch out for. And then, of course, if it isn't aligning and you've decided, okay, this must not be for me, then the next steps would be to research career paths that do have those core values so that you can stay aligned and go from there. One of the things that has been the most important to my journey is prioritizing mental and physical health while working on your career path. Sometimes we can get caught up in all of these things that we are doing for ourselves to better our future that we completely forget about the state of our body and mind in the present moment. I have realized that taking care of the current me just as well as the future me is the key to keeping myself sane. I kind of stopped taking care of my physical and therefore mental health during the summertime and also whenever I started this podcast and it was overwhelming me so much by not taking care of my physical body because even though I was completing lots of work, I still felt lazy because I physically wasn't doing anything. Being on your computer can suck. I really want one of those walking pads, but I kind of need to wait until I get an apartment for that so that I have the space for it but I want that so freaking bad and that will help so much. But for now, I need to just put the computer down and go for a real walk. Doing that has helped me so much. My favorite practices to make sure I am operating at my best capacity are definitely Pilates and Legree. It is a low-intensity workout that builds strength. I love going for a nice walk, but it does not build lean muscle, so Pilates is also a must for me. Going off of walking, I do love to go on a walk to an educational or girl talk podcast. Some pods that I love are the Dream Bigger podcast, the Blonde Files, Not Your Typical, Just Glow With It, and What We Said. Sometimes it can be crucial for my mental health to go on a silent walk, as I said, where I don't even bring my headphones This is more of a form of meditation again for me when my mind is super busy and I don't feel like I can get a break from it, which can definitely hurt your mental state, especially in college and having a job and an internship and your own private endeavors. It can be super overwhelming to balance all of these things and your brain can kind of never get a stop from it. I also have an issue with feeling present recently because I'm always thinking about something so I feel as though I can never be in the present moment. So going on a silent walk not listening to anything educational, not forcing myself to do something really helps clear my mind, helps me be present in nature, and makes me just feel so much better. Another thing that calms me down greatly is an infrared sauna session. I'm sure a regular sauna is just fine, but I like the recovery and skin benefits in the infrared. When I walk out of there, I feel completely renewed and relaxed and just happy, so that is one of my faves for sure. 
And then this is not sponsored, but I created UGC for this brand called Super Patch, and they have a patch that goes onto your skin. It kind of looks like a nicotine patch, but it's to relieve stress. I believe that one's the Calm Patch. And oh my god, it works so good. I immediately chill out and start thinking more rationally when I put on that patch. So if you've been struggling with stress, then that might be something worth trying out. I also have used it when talking to guests for the first time, and it totally just makes you completely normal and doesn't give you any weird nervous reactions that you might normally have in a situation that you might normally be nervous in. So I would totally recommend that. I also think that they're pretty relatively cheap. I think maybe about $30, but I'm actually not completely sure. Of course, also a gratitude practice can be super duper helpful. I like to do mine in the gratitude journal that's on Amazon. I love my pink one because it fits into my aesthetic perfectly and it is so cute. You can do it in the morning and you also do it at night and it's just three questions. I think it's so easy and it really helps you recognize the good in your life and be grateful for it and so you're waking up feeling grateful and not stressful about your life, which is always a terrible feeling waking up and feeling immediately stressed or immediately like you don't want to wake up or you don't want to do this and you don't want to have to take care of your responsibilities. But having gratitude for even having the responsibilities that you have can be so important. So I would definitely recommend to do that as well if you've been struggling with that and if you've been waking up feeling not your best. And doing movement in the morning is my favorite. After the gratitude practice at night, it just isn't the same. I love to do my infrared sauna at night because it relaxes you before bed. The red light produces melatonin in your brain. So that's a little bit better. But for my actual workout, I love to do it in the morning and that helps me a lot. We can just like get into my morning routine of how I feel the best when working on the best version of myself. So that is, I would wake up, do my journal. I eat before I work out. I don't like to work out fasted personally. It just impedes my performance, so I don't really love to do that. I will normally have a ginger, apple cider vinegar, lemon, turmeric, black pepper, and orange and then a little bit of honey, a shot of that. And then I have two Brazil nuts for selenium to regulate hormones and the thyroid. And then I will have my smoothie, which is just vanilla protein, flaxseed, a nut butter, almond milk, banana, strawberry, bee pollen, oh, and cauliflower. And then I'll blend that up and have that with some blueberries on top. That's been my current breakfast. And then I will go to either Pilates or Legree, or I will go on a morning walk, normally listening to a podcast. I normally take my silent walks at night after a long day to wind down. But in the morning, I like to be listening to something educational. That is usually what I will do. And then whenever I come home, I'll shower and do my skincare. And by that time, I will usually have class, so I will go to class and then the day will start from there. Um, Sometimes I don't have class and I will just start on other work for my internship or for my personal like passion projects that I do and that is how I always start my morning to where I am putting my best foot forward. I feel my best. I feel like I've already accomplished something so there is no negative thoughts about myself because that can be the worst waking up and feeling like you already have failed the day. That is the worst and of course it's not true if you don't work out in the morning but it's just a feeling that some people can have and I definitely have had that and I don't want to replicate it or have it ever again. So 
That is something that I do to just feel my best because I noticed such a big difference whenever I fell off of that morning routine. It just completely changed the way that I was operating. So I am really trying to remember that stage in my life where I was off of it and how much I didn't feel good so that I does not happen again, but I'm sure that I will honestly forget again and then go back to it. I like to do my life in cycles for some reason, but then I am set up to do all these activities and feel good and feel like I'm still prioritizing my mental and physical health while working on my goals because you should not have to sacrifice for one or the other. You should be able to do everything that you're wanting to do. And although it seems like the day is super small and that you have no time to do all of the things that you're wanting to do, you definitely can. It's just about finding the right routine that works for you. So I would definitely encourage you to go and find that for yourself. Try out different things, try out different classes, try out fasting or not fasting, different breakfasts because those can definitely impact the way that you feel in the morning is the level of protein, the level of carbs, the level of sugar. If it's a sweet or savory breakfast, you're recommended to do savory if you struggle with blood sugar spikes, but that can definitely impact how you're feeling throughout the day. You can feel more sluggish. Some people feel more sluggish having a breakfast full of carbohydrates and some people feel amazing and are carb efficient. So it really just depends on you. So find that out for yourself and you'll be doing yourself a huge favor and you will be just slaying life. With that, I will leave you and I will encourage you to figure out what routine works best for you so that you can have a day that not only is productive, but you feel good doing and you don't feel overwhelmed. You feel like you're achieving something, you're working towards your goals, but you're not sacrificing anything to get there, including your mental and physical health. So uh, do your activities, have fun doing them because they are honestly very fun. If you like the career path that you're going into, it is really fun to do these activities. And again, please go check out The Drew Diaries on TikTok, which is Drew Townsell, because she came up with pretty much all of those activity ideas and I have done all of them. And I completely recommend them. And obviously, she is so gorgeous and stunning and she should have a podcast, but she doesn't yet. So I need to share this information with all of you. So please go check her out if you're wanting more info on the subject because she has probably hundreds of videos on it. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode brought you value. And if you feel that it did, please rate and review the show, letting me know any feedback, guests I should have on, or topics I should talk about. If you're interested in my content on other platforms, such as Instagram and TikTok, they will be linked in the show notes. See you soon.